Well, here we are on On Demand, and it's Mother's Day on this great day, and we are going to honor moms. There's going to be a story today that will help you as a woman be more confident. There's a gift that God gave all moms and all women, as a matter of fact. It's going to be great. So stay with us. Tell a friend. Link it to a friend. Tell them it's going to be great. If you if they want something that will lift them and give them a new perspective on God's gift to women and what God can life. This is what you want to watch. So send it to anybody that you think needs to be encouraged, especially if it's a lady in your life or a young woman in your life or a daughter or whoever it is. It can lift your hearts and minds. Enjoy today's message. It's going to be great right here on demand just for you. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. It's Mother's Day. I mean, listen, this is the day, people. Let me tell you, everybody should pause because moms are special. They are. And I have a message for moms today and women in general that I think is great. Now, men, you're going to learn something. Hang with me today because I want to say some things that I think will help us, and I want to jump right into it. And the the goal of this is to help women and moms see the gift that God gave them. That's what I'm calling this. This is the gift that every woman should know that God gave them, and I want you to never forget it. In my opinion, this sermon can be one of the most profoundly helpful, insightful, uplifting, vision-changing, view-altering sermons you've ever heard. I hope so. Because when I first learned this years ago, I was astonished. And it's from the book of Genesis, it's chapter 1, verse 27. And the, the goal of it is to somehow take all that you have heard about God's view of women and look at it differently. So let me read the text to you, if I can. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, when you read this verse there is a question about how you hear it. And let me say it another way. There's a question that comes in the minds of a lot of people uh, that has to do with, so what is God saying to women in this verse? And what is God saying to men in this verse? Now, if a man reads it, he reads it like this. Now, listen carefully. This is how a man reads this verse. God created man, M-A-N, man, M-A-N. Remember that. We were first, okay? So we are the head of the cheese, top of the mountain. God created us first. And he created us in his own image. The image of God, he created him, not her, him, him. Male first. Then he threw in the woman, female. (laughs) And he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, especially to the man, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion, man. And so that's how we read it. We read it as if somehow there's this bias in heaven against women, that somehow there's supposed to be these lesser people and the men are the greater people. And um, that is not at all what that says. That, that's not what that says. Listen carefully to what it says. Let me just read it fairly. Here's what he said. God created man in his own image. The question is, who is man in his own image? He says he created them both male and female. He's referring, he's referring to mankind. 
He made them male and he made them female. But when he created man, he was talking about the, 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 the world. Everybody. Then he goes on and says this. He created them, watch this now, and he blessed them, not just him. He didn't just bless the man. The man is not just some uniquely blessed person. He blessed them. And God said to them, them, not just to him. He wanted them both to be fruitful. He wanted them both to multiply. He wanted them both to fill the earth. He wanted them both to subdue the earth. He wanted them both to have dominion. Now, please notice with me, he created them to have dominion. He created them to be fruitful. So, first of all, I want you to understand, the gift that God gave to women was the same gift he gave man. He gave everybody the same gift. There are gifts that you have, three specific gifts, women, that you can claim that God gave you. He created you. He blessed you, and he made you fruitful. He wanted you to multiply. He wanted you to advance. Basically, he wanted you to advance. Those are things that you can have confidence in. Now, what I've noticed is a lot of women, I'm a father of a daughter, I've noticed the temptation for women to question that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we guys aren't important, but I'm, I'm trying to say on Mother's Day that women are important too. Now, on Father's Day, I'll talk about us a little bit more, guys. But today is Mother's Day. So let me say this. There is a misunderstanding, I think, in the lives of a lot of women about what God has gifted them to do. There are some women who believe they're not even whole unless they have a man. There, there are a lot of women right now watching me. You're, you're a single mother. And you believe you're almost half a person if you're not careful. If you're not careful. I'd say you do, but you'd be tempted to feel that way. You'd be tempted to think that somehow... You're, you're not as much of God's creation until you get a guy. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that guys aren't important. I'm a guy, I'm married, I'm happy. I'm just simply saying I don't believe that it's healthy for you to forget the gift God gave you. I didn't say he's not important, so guys, don't get nervous, okay? I'm simply saying I'm talking to women today, and I want the women to hear me, and I want the men to hear me too. Don't, don't, don't tune out yet. Stay with me because this is important. There's something about me as a man empowering a woman and, and reinforcing what God already gave her. God wanted them to feel whole, blessed, prosperous, fruitful. He wanted them to have a vision for their life. He wanted them to advance. As a father of a daughter, that's what I want. I want my, wife, my daughter to grow up and be strong. I want my wife to be strong, confident in herself. And I really believe that one of the things we've not done as men sometimes, we've not reinforced that. That in many ways, we somehow feel as if if a woman has a passion and a dream that's independent of us, if she, if she has a, a desire to have dominion in her life, she has a desire to be fruitful in her life, she has a desire, any of those things are like, oh, that's not good if it's, if it's not connected to me. And I, I, I understand, I understand that Adam and Eve were a couple and they worked together. That's great. I get that. But I want you to see in the design of creation, he made them. No, he made them. The them gets lost, and it becomes him. And if the them gets lost, something in her will struggle and say, what about me? If I do my job well as a leader, my staff, my family, never sees it as just me. They sees it as us. Everybody has a place, a gift. And so what I want to do is talk a little bit about that for a minute. There are three personal observations about moms in particular that I want to talk about today that I, I've noticed. These things I've noticed in my personal life. Uh, and I, at 62 years old, 
uh, have a few credentials, pastoring for 39, going on 40 years. I understand that there are certain things I've just seen, and there are three things I want to write down. Number one, moms are often pressured by life. I've seen that. Moms are often pressured by life. They often carry uh, an unfair um, part of the load in the world they live in. That life burdens them. Secondly, I've noticed that moms are isolated more than planned. They get isolated in this little family bubble, and they're all alone, and they're in the kitchen alone, they're working alone, they're cleaning alone, and, and you, you feel like, well, man, I, I, I feel like I'm all by myself. I'm the only one trying to clean. I'm the only one trying to cook. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Thirdly, moms are, are conflicted for reasons they can't explain. There's a lot of times when I've seen it with moms who are, you're, you're trying to be a good mom. You're trying to, you know, but, but there's a lot of conflict. Um, <laughs> your world has all these different sides to it, and, and you're just trying to figure it out. For example, the three sides I want to talk about, three, three conflicts that I, I've seen women and moms struggle with. Number one, male conflicts. There's always some painful story, a guy story, that you can tell. There's always something he didn't do or somebody who dated or a husband who cheated or there's a male or wouldn't be responsible and you had to carry all the load. There's a male story. Most of the women I deal with, most of the moms I deal with. Secondly, there's a child story. There's this overwhelming feeling of weight and trying to keep up and homework or trying to encourage them or help them through some challenge or some addiction or whatever it is. Moms carry a lot of that. Now, dads excuse themselves a lot from that. And and there's a lot of uh, past the pain, the mom, and mom can talk to you. And mom is the one who nurtures. She's around the kids a lot more. And so there's a tendency for dads to excuse themselves. And we'll talk about that on Father's Day because that shouldn't happen, by the way. Thirdly, uh, let let me just stop for a minute and say this. I noticed early in my marriage that my wife was carrying an unfair part of the load, clothes, washing the clothes, uh, cooking, cleaning, uh, dealing with the kids, um, that her days off were not really days off. You know, in my family, because I was a preacher, preacher guy, my kids would say things like, Christina in particular, Daddy is praying. Nobody bother him. Everybody, he's talking to God. She, <laughs> she, they wouldn't bother me, and they're that way till today. They, they... They let me have my space. Diane, forget it. All over. All their life. All over her. All over her. No, no mercy at all. And she used to say, it's not fair. <laughs> it wasn't. And I'm simply saying, sometimes women feel burdened. They, 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 the kids, the, you got these teenage kids. You got these, this, this, it's always a this or that. That's what I call it. No. This problem or that problem. It's this or that. Every day is a this or that. And I think sometimes you, you need to to understand that women carry, uh, and I think, an unfair burden with their children. And they have, again, thirdly, another area that I, I don't want to forget about, and that's grandchildren. Now, grandchildren are interesting because that's a conflict that depends on how it goes and depends on whether the relationship is good or bad. Um, there is conflict. Uh, and, and by the way, grandchildren, the love for grandchildren is unfair. It's just unfair, unfair. Just totally, completely unfair. How much you love them. But a person that I love said something to me. She's um, uh, one of my greatest friends. Uh, she said to me, she said about grandchildren, and she's in her 90s, 90s years. She's about 95 or so. She said this to me. She said, um, sometimes as grandchildren age, things change. Some pluck your nerves. Some get very close to you. And others, you don't get to know it as well. 
but sometimes you spend years adjusting to their seasons of growth. So even, she says, at 95, I can look back at my 18 grandchildren, I think she says she has, and she says she has just tons of, tons of kids, tons of grandkids, and she said, it doesn't stay the same. It evolves. But my point is, it's a point of emotional challenge. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weight that women carry. And some of you mothers, your, your pain is, is your guy. It's a guy story. For some of you, it's your children. For some of you, it's a grandchild story. And, and my point is, though, there's this weight that you carry. And it's a, an incredible challenge that you live with every day of your life. And so I want to give you a comforting verse, what I call a, a promise. Because I can't solve all your problems today, but I can give you a promise. Here's what he said. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There's, there, there's a simple thing he says. No temptation has overtaken you, except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will, with the temptation, will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And there are two things I want you to notice there. Number one, the temptation for a woman can be overcome. There's no temptation taking you that cannot be overcome. Number two, notice this. There's a promise that God gave you. And it's very simple. You are uniquely challenged. You are not uniquely challenged. Let me say it again. You are not uniquely challenged. There is no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says. In other words, you're not the only one going through it. There are other people who got male guy problems. There are people who got children problems. There are people who have got grandchildren problems. You're not the only one that's got a physical challenge. You're not the only one that has money challenges. You're not the only one who feels she should have saved more money or could should have finished college. You're not the only one. There's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. Secondly, you, God is faithful during your challenge. You can remember that. God, God sees it. God is faithful. No temptation has overtaken you such as, as such as, except such as is common to man. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. So remember this. You're not uniquely challenged. You, God is faithful. Number, number three, every temptation has a limit. There's no temptation that will overwhelm you. There is a limit to what can go wrong. God's not going to let it go but so far. And then lastly, God has an escape hatch for you. He'll make a way of an escape. He will get you out of this. So here's the point. Mom, I know how it seems and feels. It can feel like a trap. And a lot of the women I counsel, a lot of the mothers I counsel, I can, they feel trapped. They're in a marriage or relationship with some guy, and they just feel trapped. They feel like, I can't get out of this. I don't know what to do. I, I, I've been here for 30 years or 20 years. I don't know what to do. There's some who are saying, I've been here for five years, and I feel the same way. There's some people who feel, my child is a constant this or that for me. I'm always uh, going through this or that. It's always something. And they feel boxed in. And, and, and then some is their grandchildren. Some who love their grandchildren, but now they're having to take care of all their grandchildren. Now, I'm not saying the grandchildren should feel bad. I'm simply saying, understand the weight. And here's what can help the whole family. You ready? Watch this now. Help. If everybody says, let me help. Okay, Mother's Day, you can all, you know, we're going to all sit around and, and let mom cook all the food and we're going to all come and eat at Mother's Day or take her to eat someplace, which now is, you know, call it in and eat at the house. But whatever, whatever state you're in, think about it this way. So now here you are, and this is a great day to honor mom, but beyond the day, what would it be like? What can you men do to help mom's life be better? That's what I tried to work on. As a man, what could I do? so that my wife's cleaning of the house, practical day-to-day issues were dealt with. 
that she wasn't the only one carrying the bills or the finances or whatever it is. That I didn't just watch her go and buy groceries and not even help if I can. I didn't. I just watched her car not be cared for. I mean, what can I do as a man? As a child, what can you do? What pressure can you relieve? Okay, you give her a card and, and it rhymes. I love you with all my heart. You mean so much to me. I don't know what I'd do without you, whatever. Okay, you, you sign it and you maybe put $20 in there. Okay, great. It's wonderful. But wouldn't it be better if you just got up on time to go to school or if you just kind of took care of your day and you picked up behind yourself? That's a better long-term gift. And if you're a grandchild, maybe you could just be a good grandchild. Maybe you could just call every now and then and say, hey, maybe you could stop by when you don't want something. Maybe you could make the gift different. Maybe you can help. I I think there's something about understanding the burden that moms carry. Let me close with this. What if you're a single parent? If you're a single parent, you're still gifted. All that I just said is true. No temptation that's taken you, but such as is common to man, that God will not make a way of escape. There's nothing that's going to overwhelm you. You, you. you can get out of this. You just Here's what I tell myself. Whenever I'm challenged, which is all the time, <laughs> I tell myself, start with where you are. Let's, let's say you need $1,000, but you got 100 Okay, let's start with 100 At least I only need 900 more. Let me start where I'm at. Let me start where I am. You don't have a degree? Fine. Let's start with where you are. You don't. You, you make $10 an hour? Let's do that. At least it's not zero. Let, let's start where we are. And let's have confidence that God did not design me to just be a, a second thought, that I am designed to have dominion. I'm designed to be fruitful. I'm designed. Remember God's design for you. That is the gift he gave you. But if you don't take that gift and own it and say, this is my view of myself, my life, my future, and I'm not going to allow anything to dominate me and control me, I'm not going to allow myself to be boxed into some place of fear, but I'm going to rise to a place of faith. It's time for you to rise up and say, look, my, my time has come. I believe it's time for me. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray that this would be the beginning of a new life for you. And I want to pray that you would allow God to help you. And then next week, I'm going to take, a, take you on another part of the journey. And I want you to rise with me, and I want to talk about dreaming of a new beginning for your finances. Dreaming with financial clarity. I want to show you how God has a plan, not just for the guy in your life, but for you, mom, for you, dad, for everybody. I want to show you how dreaming can lift your life to a new place. But before we do that, let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every mom. I pray for every mom who's struggling, every mom who's having a difficult time. I pray for those who are saying, Pastor, that word spoke to me today, and I need God to lift me and let me embrace the gift that God's given me. Let me understand that God created me to be fruitful. God created me to be whole. So, Father, I pray that today's sermon would inspire women, young women, older women, believe in themselves, single parents to believe in themselves. I pray that men would be inspired to help their women to be successful, that children, that grandchildren, everybody would join in and say, we as a family can do better than this. And so, Father, I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, last thing I want to say is this. Some of you, you know, you, you, my friend, have been hearing sermons for a while. And maybe for some of you, this may be new. You may not be a church person. You say, Pastor, I, I, I realize I need, I need to check my relationship with God. I want to get myself on the right track. I want to pray for you on this Mother's Day that this could be the beginning, the birthing of a new life for you. You know, Jesus really wants to help you today. So let me pray with you. Father, I pray for those who say, my walk with God has been off, and I need to get myself in sync with God, and I feel like I need to start over again. And so, Father, let this be that beginning turning point for them. 
and may they find peace in serving you. You died on the cross to give them a chance to be free. Let this be the day that they pray with me today and start a new life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, thank you for praying with me. Thanks for being with us today. Right on your screen, there's some information that will help you start your new life with Christ. We want you to connect with us. I want to send you something that uh, connect with you and help you start your walk with God. This is the most important decision you've ever made to get your life going in the right direction. So thank you for listening to me today. Thank you for giving us an opportunity. And God bless you all for being with us. Well, I hope you were inspired, ladies. I hope you were inspired, moms. I hope I inspired all the women. And I hope I gave men something to celebrate with the women. That God gave them a purpose in a life. He blessed them. He told them to be fruitful. He told them to multiply. He told them to subdue the earth. He wanted everybody in on the blessing. The gift is not just for men. It's the gift is for women. And I hope that you feel that you have the ability. Even if you're a single parent, I hear it all the time. You know, oh, I need a man. No, you need God. You need to understand your purpose. A man is an extra gift, an extra benefit, but he's not the whole ball of wax. You are gifted enough to do this. God will give you strength. God will give you power. God will give you the ability. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that what we've heard today will lift up those who felt as if they had no purpose. The women in our world, the mothers in our world, the women who are under pressure, the ones who feel as if they are being smothered, they're hurt over their grandchildren, they're hurt over their children, they're hurt over the men that hurt them and disappointed them in their life. And they don't know how to get over it. But let them get past all that. Let them say, you know, Lord, I trust you with my life. I pray that they would rise up and believe that God has a purpose and a gifting for them that's unique to them. It doesn't put down men to accept their gift. It simply en enhances and brings gift and blessing to the whole family when we realize who we are. So I thank you for this day, and I speak blessing and inspiration to all who've heard it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, it's a joy to have you with us on demand. And I pray that if this blessed you, you know, a woman that needs this or a man, anybody who needs it, link it and send it to them. Let this be sent out like an evangelistic message to help somebody else be encouraged and inspired. Because I believe that we're in this together, men and women, male and female. God made us all, and he wants us to work together, not fight each other. God loves you. I'll see you next time right here on demand for another word that can inspire your life. Be blessed. Bye-bye.